Welcome to Mountain Mole Hill, a podcast about making something out of nothing. My name is Chase Young. My name is Penny Parker. And we're two great friends. And uh, we, uh, we, we are. We had a very stupid idea. And uh, we're, gonna, we're about to act on it. <laughs> we had a very stupid idea with very fulfilling results, I think. Uh, theoretically. We still don't know. Uh, so we're going to start out by, uh, first of all, we're gonna, we, today or this week, we watched the 13th year which is a movie released in 1999 on the Disney Channel. It is a Disney Channel original movie. And the reason we did that is because this podcast is specifically going to be about Disney Channel original movies. Now, it isn't going to be like a review podcast. We're not going to be talking... Well, I mean, I'm sure there it'll be review adjacent. We'll say like, oh, I like this movie, or oh, I didn't like this movie, like some fucking... Yeah, we will, we will be some recounting schmuck. our yeah. opinions of, of the movie and, and the events within. Certainly, certainly. Uh, and, uh, but that is not the, uh, that is not the crux of this particular podcast. As you might gleam from, uh, the title, Mount Molehill, this is, uh, this is a podcast about sort of theorizing and, and theory crafting. I, uh, I, I have a, a background in academic study. I'm an anthropology major in, in, uh, uh, in university and, you know what? I know how to write a freaking essay that'll knock your dick off and I'm so and excited about it. And I have almost watched the entirety of the Gravity Falls DVD box set commentaries. So I think we're about on the same level in terms of like mm -hmm. like intellectual narrative analysis preparedness here. You say that as a joke, but honestly, Gravity Falls that it takes like goddamn degree to to crack open that shit. So it's, I the the writing mm. and the process behind it is so strong. I, I've I've really been enjoying the commentaries for that reason. But um, yeah, I don't have as much of an academic background, but I'm here. I I guess, but there's there's value in that. I think I have. A, oh yeah. A very... Plus, I mean, just you're just a smart individual, so that also Aww. yeah. Uh, not to that. not to blow smoke up your ass or nothing, but uh, <laughs> regardless. So yeah, we're very excited about this. This is a test pilot episode. If you're listening to this, then obviously something went exactly right the way we wanted it to. Uh, for now, though, hey Penny, hi. Would you like to recap the thirteenth year with me? Yes, I would love to. So first of all, I want to mention um, I have not actually seen this movie in a while. This was this your first time watching it? It was my first time watching it all the way through. I I, I can definitely like go back in my in my mind palace and and see like oh a glimpse of me sitting on a, a nasty green uh sofa chair uh right. in in my in my family room when i was like 4 watching it but yeah mm -hmm. i this was uh this was definitely a childhood movie of mine it was never like a favorite but i remember it's like it stuck with me in a weird way um mm -hmm. cuz it was fucking gross because it's gross it's pretty gross. It's pretty. We we'll get into it. It's pretty uh -huh. gnarly. Yeah. Um. But uh, I I I definitely I saw it play on the Disney Channel. I think as I want to say no, it wasn't. It wasn't as it premiered. It was definitely a rerun because I was I was a lot older. Uh -huh. Um. But uh, in nineteen ninety nine, you would have been two. So yeah, exactly. So you know uh -huh. the fact that I remember it is evidence alone. Uh. So yeah, yeah. I watched it and I remember my my sisters and I were so just enraptured by it. Um, and it's, it's always stuck it's mermaids. With me. It's because it's mermaids. It's because it's mermaids. And yeah, that's like true. like mermaids. If there's anything I know about Tonka trucks, is for boys. Mermaids for girls. That's true. We were also uh, a, a very, very into Barbie, Fairytopia, Mermaidia. 
which sounds like three different titles to that, three different projects, but it, they are the same yeah. film. It sounds like you just you just pressed random on the fucking Toontown <laughs> pick your name thing and you came up with that bullshit. Uh, Barbie, fair. anyway, anyway. Mm. Uh, but yeah, but I, I had never watched it a second time, but I've always remembered it. Isn't it um, so wacky going back and re? Because like I, I've been doing that recently. I, I've been specifically, you know, going back and finding media which I indulged in as a child and haven't really thought mm-hmm. about in a while. Uh, yeah. And and with this, it's like, wow, yeah, Disney Channel original movies were had like a really specific and weirdly oppressive feeling to them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, oh, because of all the it's because all the, the word oppressive so is so relevant. It, we'll get into it, it, but it's always overcast. The the shots are so tight in on the characters. There's never a yeah. wide shot. It is just so cramped. It's, and the, even mm. even the aspect ratio contributes to that feeling. Yeah. Like, of course, Disney Channel movies eventually got into like the sixteen by nine, but this four by three is jarring, claustrophobic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah give me There's the freaking willies. <laughs> It's pretty gross. I did, and like, and and it's it's funny because this isn't something I I wrote down in my notes or anything, but I definitely had that feeling. Uh, there would be shots of like the main character Cody, and he's just he's just absorbing the frame, like he's mm-hmm. just there. He's yeah. all you see. Mm-hmm. And as as long as we're talking about two uh, thousandisms, uh, which of course, well, I mean ninety, you know how the nineties didn't end until two thousand five. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. So I, when I say two thousand isms, I mean like early two thousand isms, which is basically just late ninety isms. Right. But what I'm saying is, you know how in children's media to tell, you can really tell when it's a boy's room when there's just road signs hanging on the wall inexplicably. Yeah. 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 What's the, up with it's, that? it's implied that they stole from somewhere the little rapscallions. Little ra- Did I you never notice? Stole, I never stole a road sign. I stole a, a a traffic cone once, and I had it by my bed. I did have friends with a road sign in their room. They were they were they were boyfriends. <laughs> no, yes. Chase, they weren't boyfriends. Come on. I didn't say um, that. You said that. Jesus Christ, Chase. Uh, but I. <laughs> did you notice? Did you notice? Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, this is gonna. I there are two things I want to say here, and they they sort of feed into each other because it there's there's uh, there's something that happens in this movie a lot, and then there's something that I think I noticed in one of the shots of his room, uh-huh. and these two things do not add up. Okay. Um. So first thing I want to mention, mm-hmm. they are so, they are so, I I guess liberal with the uh with the usage of copyrighted. Names. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. Like, I properties. specifically wrote down dropping Spider Man yeah. and Star Wars references within yeah. minutes of each other. That works. It's, that works its way into my theory a little bit. But I saw that in so. the little in little snippet of my of of your notes that you sent me, and I I I laughed because I wrote down the same thing. I said, uh, I think I wrote, uh, oh, I yeah, oh, I said, I said they just say. Super Bowl in this movie. God, yeah. they got away with so many mentions of copyrighted yeah, properties. It's, it's fucking wild. And it, 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 the 90s were a different time. And Disney Channel, yeah. Disney wasn't like the superpower that it was in 1999, I don't think. Right. It was It was on its way up, definitely. And it was still a powerful corporation. What? It was not a world superpower yet, you know? Right. And mm. so this leads me to the second thing I wanted to point out. And I want to know if you noticed this as well, because I, I don't actually know if I saw it this way. Mm-hmm. 
This could just be my eyes playing tricks on me. But I swear, I, I am pretty sure it's the shot where the parents walk into, and we'll recount the plot in a second so all this makes sense. But you just just before <laughs> yeah. we do that, it's the shot where Cody's parents walk into his room and he's hanging from the ceiling. And they make like the Spider-Man joke soon after. Uh-huh. But there's a shot of the parents and you see the back of Cody's door. There's a poster there. I swear it is blurred out. Really? As if they did not want to display I, I some sort of copyrighted poster. I swear because and, and I'm pretty sure you see notes. another I, I didn't I'm pause pretty... to take notes. I I, I, I just kept listening while I, I I will say, I watched this movie this morning. Uh but I mean like <laughs> yeah, relatively me I, I, I feel like my my analysis is still pretty good. Uh mm-hmm. uh uh but uh, all the same. Uh I didn't yeah, exactly no, I, uh... I wanted to I so desperately, literally like up until like 20 minutes ago, I wanted to go back and rewatch it one more time just to see what I me missed. Too. But, me too. Honestly, but, I almost mm. did. I only watched it once. Um, I paused maybe like three times, but not not too often. But I, I wanted to mention, not only is it weird that they that they blurred out one poster, like what what in the name of God could possibly be on that poster <laughs> that was more that was that was not worth the the licensing money compared to the Super Bowl and Spider-Man. I actually know what it was. It was just a whole vagina. So they had to... <laughs> It was just an entire Well, but that's yeah. the weird part because there's another shot of the door later and it only shows like half of the poster and it's not blurred. Damn. And I and I could I couldn't get a read on what exactly it was. It was just weird I... to me because I swear it's blurred in one shot. It, it, Maybe I'm remembering guess... wrong. If but, I were to guess, it, it's probably just like a fucking like a Metallica poster or like album yeah. cover or some shit like that. But yeah, something y- weird like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you gotta you gotta give it to them. In, in 1999, I'm sure that actually okay. So I watched it with two friends, but then one of them left. My friend Jackson specifically, he said, "If you do this more, please tell me," because he apparently knows like trivia on the studio behind Disney Channel original movies. Um, oh shit! So I'll definitely be uh, he'll be a watching partner regularly for me i think he, oh that's you know, great you know if this podcast goes somewhere maybe he'll be on at some point who knows but uh i, I digress i'm down i'm, down I'm getting that. ahead of myself he, yeah he's a, yeah he's a, he's a real talent we, um yeah we've, we've gotten ahead of ourselves a bit do we want to just sort of like start with the basics and recount the plot of the movie yeah sure so um this movie is about cody griffin uh and he is a 12 uh 12 year old turning 13 in middle school on the swim team uh, and something wacky happens. Uh, whoa. Whoa. He, he was originally... What is, what is the thing that the poster says? It says... Uh... <laughs> which, which, which poster? Which poster? It's it's the one I sent you when I when I suggested the 13th year. Oh, it says, Cody's not just growing up. He's growing fins. Oh, oh no. Like a mermaid. <laughs> I don't, why does it tease us so much with... We know he's going to turn into a mermaid. We you might know. as well just get into it. Um, it's on the poster. But uh, okay, so the opening shot is like we're not gonna go play by play, but the opening shot is uh, is uh, a mermaid, right? Uh, which kind of just blows it out of the water in the in, like right there. Okay, yeah, mermaids are we establish mermaids are real. This right. is gonna be a part of it. She's I mean, carrying she's carrying a baby. She's carrying a baby uh, in a very impressive shot. What I was like, how did they get that baby underwater? But then I was like, it's just a lighting trick. Uh, but uh, uh, she's carrying a baby. Uh, what are you laughing at? What's so funny? <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I couldn't tell you. Funny voices are funny. Uh Yeah. But uh so she she uh she gets seen by uh, uh a man. His name he was credited in the credits as Big John. Big John. Uh, uh-huh, he's Big one John. of the first credits. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's Which is he, weird. Yeah, he didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, he doesn't have that much screen time. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into I, it. 
He's uh, important. Big Big John, uh, he he sees her, and she for some reason decides to abandon the child onto a boat. Um, and uh, she goes and and runs away, and Big John tries to go follow her and yelling, basically catcalling her, she, like "You're beautiful, you're beautiful," uh, and he ends up crashing into an island. Uh, and that is the it's that is the it's like establishing scene. Fast forward thirteen years, people are ridiculing him, like "Hey, John, you gonna go? You, you see any more mermaids?" Uh, you know, you got mermaid bait, and uh, actually, one of the actors was from Brooklyn Nine Nine. That was one. That was one thing that I noticed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's that yeah. guy. Uh, a cab. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, your turn. Now you, now you go. Oh, okay. Uh, oh shit. Okay. Well, uh, there's yeah, no, so there's he... no, there's no structure for this. We're, we're flying by the seat of our pants, but, uh, yeah, go ahead, Penny. yeah. Big John, big John is, is, you know, it passes. He's, he's basically a, he's, he's a joke in the town. Um, and then we cut to, isn't that where we cut to the swim meet? Uh, oh, wait. Mm we cut to oh, we I skipped believe... over we skipped over something we yeah, skipped we... over something very important the, boat. the mermaid holding the baby oh, oh. <laughs> is yeah. being chased by big john uh-huh and leaves the baby yeah in the boat. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I said she just fucking leaves the baby in a boat for some reason yeah Why? and then Why'd and then that, that baby that baby as as we know will later grow to be Cody griffin Potter. and is found by his his yes his two parents um, and then, of course, uh, okay, so then after the time skip, we meet up with them. Cody has grown into a uh, an, an athlete. He is a mm -hmm. he is an athlete on his school swim team. Uh, he mm -hmm. does he does swim swim competitions. First, however, um, it is established that his parents own a uh, a tour company, specifically a, a tour, tour company, boat, yes. like a like a tour boat slash restaurant, I think, uh, called the Tiki Two. Uh, yeah, and 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 the customers are apparently um, rather. Rather, they're, rather complainy. They're, they're rowdy uh, one and One lady in particular. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wrote that down. I don't know why it didn't come back in my theories. I just wrote down dissatisfied patron and circled I, it like it mattered. I wrote down two things. I wrote down Tiki too. What happened to the first Tiki? And I didn't. I didn't get to do anything with that, but it, it was there. <laughs> I like that and, though. I like that note. And then the second thing I wrote down in regards to the scene is just in quotes, all caps. For five dollars, I expect much more. <laughs> Which is exactly I, what the lady says. I mean, in nineteen ninety nine, five dollars—that's like what two hundred dollars today, money. I'm pretty yeah, sure. like probably two thousand, two million, something around there. Yeah, how much could it, It's it's a boat ride. How much could it cost? Five dollars. It's the nineties. How much money was even around? They didn't many, make that much yet. You know, something that I found myself repeating a lot during this movie was, "Bro, we are teens," because <laughs> like it's just like. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll I'll tell I'll tell you why later on. <laughs> There's it's it, it's weirdly difficult to recount the exact like plot by plot beat. Oh no 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 yeah yeah. Uh, so okay, after the Tiki two, he's like, oh shit, I forgot my dank swim meet. Um, and uh, he he basically he he does a reverse right it's because like, he's always late. Uh huh. Um, so he does like a Ferris Bueller where instead of going from the school to home, he goes from home to school, uh, and, uh, he misses his ferry. And so he sw starts swimming and he swims faster than the ferry. And it's like, well, he's a really good swimmer. Um, yeah. he gets to the swim meet, uh, he gets in second place, but that, uh, qualifies their swim team to make it to the finals, the state finals, uh, which is great. Good for Cody. Can we get a round of applause for Cody real quick? Wow. Cody, you really. did it. You really, you, you showed up and you, you showed out champ. Showed up, showed up. He almost, uh, he almost went swimming in his Tims, which I thought was kind of fun. He did only get silver, though. Uh, I digress. Uh, there it is established that his girlfriend, Sam, is also on the swim team. That was her name, right, Sam? Right. I think so, yeah. Yes, yes. 
Um, so I didn't uh, care much for her. I didn't. I didn't she think did to write down her name. Nothing. She's, she did literally nothing. It's she's okay. very nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's great. So he he they go they go to finals. Uh, and then uh, this one kid, uh, he with a big old sousaphone falls named in. Jess. Named Jess. Jess falls into the pool and he can't swim, so he almost dies. And uh, yeah. and, coach, and coach says, "Somebody get that kid out of my pool." And Cody goes, "I guess I'll I'll do it if I have to." And then they make fun of him for saving a child's life, uh, which is cool. Um, and uh, and so bro, he's like, teens. "Bro, we are teens. Save some lives, no problem." Uh, I like how the I like how the 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 coach of the swim team, which by the way, what fucking middle school has a swim team? Uh, again, I digress. I think, I, I think I've known at least one. But... I don't believe you, and you're lying to me uh, on purpose <laughs> to mislead me. Fair. But, um, fair. <laughs> uh. So Jess gets saved by Cody. Uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm a nerd." He talked a lot about how he was a big fucking nerd and how he get, deserves to get beat up, which is weird. Oh, uh, I noticed. Yeah, I I have a feeling. I I, believe, I would be willing believe to believe you. Bet. Me, I noticed. Uh, yeah, no, I I it don't know why. It comes into play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So he's like, "I'm a big fucking nerd," and then Cody walks away. Whatever. And his uh, tuba. His tuba separated from a pair of lungs with which to blow on it blows on itself from the depths of the pool water did you notice i did notice i just thought it was it goes tracks. It, it'll, his his sousaphone always is making noise that shit blows itself it's like it bumps into a wall and it goes <laughs> that, that doesn't make it that's not how a sousaphone does all right i got i, I gotta use my sousaphone okay the shit don't blow itself <laughs> mine does my name is jess i'm very smart bully me uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> um what was the next shot was like they were in class or some shit we can't we can't do scene by scene we um, really can't essentially well, I mean, okay we, so we, we can we um, can but it's just we're gonna we're gonna get so sidetracked if we don't just kind of stay basic right now so what what's the next thing the, we have to know that that next, he gets paired with jess for a project yeah he gets paired with jess for a marine biology project uh which jess is really into he's into marine biology offhandedly uh-huh. uh cody mentions that his birthday is coming up his 13th birthday the 13th year oh boy yes uh and uh, he's like hey you can come by if you really want to uh jess stops by uh he gets bullied when he's there and then he's like well that fucking sucks and he leaves which never gets yeah. brought up again like in a, in a very a very sad moment happens yeah. where his mom walks up to Jess because Jess Cody's mom right yeah Cody's mom uh, walks up to Jess Jess rides into the rides into the party on his bicycle carrying a gift for Cody because Cody fucking invited him yeah yeah and Cody's like I, I didn't actually expect him to come and then his mom's like hey are you a friend of Cody's and then Jess turns around sees them sees them all laughing at him and he says no oh that fucking and then, it, and it then wasn't give, and still it, gives her the present for him. It was specifically Sean. It was specifically Sean who was laughing at at him. Sean yeah. is the the rival swimmer who got when when um in the swim meet in, in one of the first scenes uh it was Sean who got first place while Cody got second, um, right. which is a sort of rivalry, which is like a C plot. It's not even a B plot. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, so you know he he that that ends up being twenty thousand leagues under the sea, the book. Um. In case you didn't know what that was, in case you thought it was a movie or something, I don't know. You're probably you're probably like 16 if you're listening <laughs> to my a podcast. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> also, I just said my podcast, like it's like it's my <laughs> my podcast. It was it was you did introduce the idea to me, but uh, we developed it together though. It's uh, irrelevant. 
irrelevant. Um, so he's like super cool, awesome. I got this cool, and uh, oh, Sam, you know what? You know what? Every thirteen-year-old wants for their birthday a a framed Socks. a framed picture of their girlfriend because they understand. Uh, they they understand the the intricacies and complexities of sentimentality. Yes, they yeah, they, they they wouldn't just want like a Game Boy or something. I want you know what I got for my thirteenth birthday. I got Yoshi Topsy Turvy, and I love Hell that shit. Yes, if my mom gave me a framed picture of me and her hugging, I would throw it in her face. I would be so <laughs> fucking disgusted. If if somebody gave me a framed picture, I would say I would angrily say, "Bro, I am teenager. Give me Game Boy." Mom, mom, what the hell is this? Do mom, you what know? The fuck do is you this? know what kind of pressure is on me right now to come to school tomorrow with the new Pokemon? What do the you know- fuck is wrong with you, ja- Jacqueline? Jacqueline, I had a problem coming up with child name. Um, Jacqueline, she just got Mew. She's leagues ahead of me, mom. If right. I don't show up with at least a Bulbasaur tomorrow. They're gonna kick my ass. They're gonna <laughs> kick my ass. All they're right. Gonna, they're gonna. They're gonna kick my ass. They're gonna shove me in a locker and give me a swirly. All right. In the locker. The specificity of a of a of a thirteen year old kid pleading with his mom to get a Pokemon because the other kids will quote kick my ass is really <laughs> funny. Um, what if, what if when I was when I was thirteen, I got Spore Galactic Adventure as a hey, present. Hey, nice. That was a good year. Probably, I don't know. I was a child. I don't. I don't remember actually... world politics at that point. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. Anyway, so anyway. the birthday happens. Uh huh. Gets gets uh, his gets his silly little presents. Uh, Sam and uh Cody kiss like they do a little smeck like on the right on the mouth yeah. and uh and there's a little jolt like a you know right. like a. Right, How electricity it's, it's a it's a little it's a little flash that also happens at the beginning of the movie as the title comes on screen. I, I was not, not able that. to. I was not able to make anything of this, but I didn't note it because when the title oh. comes on screen, there's a little, there's a little ching, and then that I, same ching happens when they kiss. I've, I've, I've got, I've got notes on the electricity. I, I, I know what yeah. that's all about. Oh, me too, me too. All right, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 let's see what happens I'm after that. So one? fucking excited! I, yeah, we gotta, we gotta speed through this recap shit. Um, uh, he. He goes. Don't they then go to the beach to start working on their project? And the, and, yeah, and Jess yeah, yeah, okay. So Cody starts talking about Cody meets Jess at the tide pools. Yes, yeah. Jess starts talking about marine biology. You know, they're working mm-hmm. together on this project, and Jess this is, is like, "I I know uh, a lot about this shit." Another drop of a trademarked uh, property, D- Dungeons and Dragons, was mentioned there. Yeah. So so then you know they sort of establish this this growing camaraderie between the two where. Cody starts to wreck. He he essentially has like a community. I see your value now moment moment where they kind of agree because Jess also can't swim. You know, as established mm-hmm. earlier when he falls into the pool, they're like right. they're like, okay, you help me. You know, you you carry the weight of this project, and I'll teach you how to swim. That's their exchange. Another weird B plot, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, um uh, 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 after that, uh, I believe after that, that's when the first mutation happens, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because 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 they're at the beach. They're like looking through pools for like different fish and shells and stuff. Uh-huh. And um, Cody pulls his hands up, and Jess like notices it like in a snap. Like he mm-hmm. he has like the he has like the best sort of like reaction time I've ever seen out of out of a nerd character because. Uh-huh. Cody pulls his hands out. You see like a like a se- like half a second glimpse of scales on his hands. His hands have like weird gross green scales and Jess 
instantly is like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like that. Wow, what is that? I've never, like, I've never seen that before. And I then, mean, to be fair, that that's that's a pretty realistic reaction time. Like, hey, what the fuck is going on with your hand, bro? It's Which, it's so quick, though. And by the way, this is, at, at this point, I would like to say, the, the scale hand is fucking disgusting. It is it's so, so gross. It's so gross. It is well, nasty. E- everything about, like, the mid-metamorphosis of his trans- transformation is yeah. extremely disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the, it look, it, it, when he grows, like, the up, fins on the side of his arm, it's fucking yeah. horrifying. I, I I always imagine that's just like big, like long, calloused skin. Oh, Ugh. oh, yeah, it's, yeah. And and the scales just look like little <laughs> like fucking holes all over his hand. It triggers my trypophobia. I yeah. hate that shit. So uh, anyway, so they kind they kind of <laughs> go through the rigmarole of like you know you see them sort of developing a friendship, trying to study what is going on with Cody's body, and then uh-huh. as they're working on this project and also sort of investigating what's going on with Cody, his symptoms start getting worse and worse. Like he starts uh, his parents sticking pick up on, on the it. ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His parents pick up on it. Um, uh, which by the way, they, they, first of all, his mom is anti-vax. So that's cool. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was, I was, I was going to say they, they, Cody is like, I need somebody to help me because some, something weird is happening. And he, I think the dad recommends like Dave Coulier. Like, Dave Coulier, the father. Dave Coulier, yeah. What, uh-huh. Isn't he from Full House? He is He is Uncle Joey from Full House, yes. Yes, so Uncle Joey is like, all right, well, we can recommend you a doctor. And then the mom is like, did you just say the D word? Like, I, like she's vehemently anti-doctor. When, when, when she said, because I was like, I was write, like writing something down. When she said, did you just see the D word? I was like, did they say a slur? What the fuck happened? <laughs> I, 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 was, I was really confused and kind of scared. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Late. So she she's like she's very holistic. She's like, oh, nothing that fucking spices can't cure or whatever. But uh, they so they find him stuck on the ceiling. They they say, okay, we're gonna call a doctor. Well, no, that doesn't happen immediately. First, they're just like, that's ah, probably nothing. Later on, it's a later scene where they find him on the ceiling and they call the doctor because that's when the mom's just like, oh yeah, okay, call yeah. The doctor. Well, that's because earlier it's established like so. So initially, the the this movie is so fucking weird and inconsistent because initially initially when when they when the mom goes crazy about suggesting a doctor it's mm-hmm. because um it's it's because it's framed like she is very anti like medicine anti pharmaceutical medicine yeah she's and, very like holistic she lo- she's like oil yeah. essential oils yeah so mm-hmm. she so she 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 just thinks it's not a big deal and nothing that could be solved with that kind of like natural remedy uh-huh. whereas then you see a scene later and, and Cody is spying on his parents and they are talking as if they know this is fucked up and yeah. they just don't want him to be like experimented on and like like taken by the government or something. Right, yeah. They're, uh, they're very aware that this is something bigger than they made it out to be. But they're, Which, just, by the they're way, just keeping it from him. By the way, that's literally never happened. When, like, like, even like the, the, for example, the Elephant Man. He wasn't taken to some government facility and studied. It was just like, okay, yeah, no, this is just a mutation yeah. because human yeah, bodies just, do that. Yeah, you just got something going on. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, long story short, as a child, the things that I, 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 first of all, I thought I was gonna be lit on fire so much, uh, so much because of all the stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> Second of all, I thought quicksand <laughs> was gonna be a much bigger problem for me. <laughs> yeah, quicksand <laughs> yeah. catching on fire. Uh, and uh, being abducted by the government in case I... Uh, being being struck by lightning was also a big one for that's me. That's a big one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and being abducted by the government in case I develop superpowers. So I'm glad that yes. that didn't happen, I guess. Right. Well, no, I'm yeah. still pretty... I'm, I'm still pretty ornery about the fact that I didn't get superpowers, but, you know... I mean, there, Chase, there's still time, you know? No, there isn't. It's terminal. 
So after that, um, there's another there's another swim meet. The guy says this is the Super Bowl of of swim competition, which is hilarious. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a really fucking weird thing to say, especially because it's it's, <laughs> it's middle isn't schoolers. there like swimming Olympics? Yeah. Isn't <laughs> like you can't you can't think like a like a higher tier sport than the Super yeah, Bowl. This is this is the Super Bowl of specifically Nova Scotia based middle schoolers. <laughs> Uh, because this is, this is this is the Super Bowl of specifically swimming swimming team from S Johnson Middle School in Nova Scotia. It was a uh, Nova Scotia. They they were like, oh, it takes place in in you know in the United States. It didn't. It took it. The, the filming took place in Nova Scotia in Canada. Yeah, Mahone Middle School. Uh, I think they were trying to go for like a, a Hawaiian thing, but that didn't really work yeah, out. I, 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 yeah, it really it really doesn't have any sort of aesthetic personality. No, no, it was it was just dark town. It's yeah, it's an extreme. It's it's honestly kind of gross. Like like you like it's it, it's, it's funny that it they're feels... going for like this this sort of like uh this like tropical like Atlantis kind of feel maybe you yeah. know they're going for like but this like beautiful water aesthetic. But the town the and way they render the it is, is like gross. it's like the town the town the way the town is rendered is is like the towns that you drive through and you don't think about when you're yeah. on a road trip. Yeah, it, exactly. It's, it's, it's so such it's a slimy. Town. The sky is always like overcast. I don't think yeah. there's ever like a blue sky in this movie. Uh, in the very end, they I think they green screen in a blue sky uh, okay. for for when he jumps out of the. Spoiler alert: He turns into a mermaid. Um, and he jumps <laughs> out of the, the water. What the fuck, Chase? I'm sorry. Look, it's I the didn't 13th... get to that point. It's it's not even the 13th year. It's the 21st year after this fucking movie came out. We need it's to. My 13th year. Did you <laughs> listen to the credits? <laughs> I I did not. Things I did are not. getting was... weird in my 13th year. <laughs> I did not, but now I wish that I had. It's uh, I'll bad. have to. I'll have to do that later on. The credits go by really quickly. It's a short song because not a lot of people worked on this movie, and that's yeah. that's entirely I mean, irrelevant. Yeah, but also completely expected because it's, right. it's a decom. Uh, Regardless, old decom too. It's, yeah, it's uh uh uh. Let's see where were we? So there's another swim meet, and and throughout throughout the the movie, there's this growing anxiety about the fact that Cody's symptoms of becoming a mermaid be- become worse every time mm-hmm. he comes in contact with the water. So yeah. like Jess and his parents in particular are very anti swimming for Cody ever since uh-huh. this starts. They're very much like you need to stop, like just stop swimming. And All he's like, but I I have a responsibility like- to my school. Yeah, and he's like drink. He's like drinking more water. His hands are getting sticky, and like. Uh, oh know. yeah, he, yeah. We didn't establish that. He starts getting really thirsty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very, very thirsty. He starts like, drinking like a lot of the, water. There's, there's a joke scene where he's at the, he's at the water fountain, and and, and you, well, like it, it starts as like a panning shot in the school hallway, and there's like a line of kids, and um, it starts going through the line, and you're wondering like, are they like looking at like test results on the wall or something? Like, what's going on? And mm. you see, it's it's Cody at the water fountain. He's been there for like. 10 minutes and there's just this line of kids he becomes a thirsty little flower and uh he has to he, he has to sate his thirst anyway he, there's there's like a lot of shots of him like drinking out of like a gallon of water drinking a big old there's another thing yeah he, he's drinking specifically out of a fiji water uh water like a half gallon or like a gallon uh a uh, uh, fiji water at one point really did you see that yeah yeah did you i see didn't that? know Oh yeah, well there you go. Uh, actually, I think it, would, it was probably a liter, not a gallon. But I digress. Um, uh, 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 so <clears throat> at the swim meet, he's like, "Okay, so I've got a, I've got a responsibility to my school." He makes it there, and uh, 
he swims and he does really well because he's a mermaid. And um, and I, 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 not to interrupt. I'm so sorry. I, I just, I, I, I think it's important to establish. I think at this point. We, this is so confusing. I'm so sorry. We'll get better at this. Uh, I think. I mean, I think it's, it's okay. You go for it, though. It's it's yeah. It, a, a lot of the scenes kind of blur together. They 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 cover a lot of the same ground. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I think I believe at this point. I believe in the in the second swim meet. Um, at this point, they have established the theory that Cody is becoming a mermaid or a merman. Yeah. Is that is that true? Yes, they explicitly say... Because then they, 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 they have another scene with the doctor, and the doctor says it's puberty, and yes. Cody's like, that's bullshit. Yeah, obviously it's not fucking puberty. Um, they At this point, he and Jess, and I think their parents... Yeah, I think his parents know that... They, they specifically know about the whole merman thing. They've established that. There's one gross scene where they pluck a scale off of him, which is nasty. Oh, yeah. And they compare uh, it to a fish, and they're like, they look exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, at, at and this then point, Jess they know. goes to his dad's like study. There's like a gross shed with like a bunch of like old like mermaid conspiracy. You say gross, stuff I say fucking keeps. neato. It's like it's sh- pretty it's, neat. It's stuff that he like fishes up and keeps. Like there's a there's a drugstore Indian, and there's like a the, he's got like a, a bunch of old pictures, and he found he found an antique radio. Uh, I think I just don't like the image of old sheds. I think that just that's is off putting to me. That's that's completely reasonable. Uh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, his dad is like super. If you Big John specifically, Jess's father, uh, is very, very into mermaids because the the mermaid that he saw, which was of course Cody's mom, Cody's thirteen mother, years yeah. ago, yes, and um, thirteen years before the thirteenth year, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and so Jess is like, hey, do you like, do you believe in mermaids? It's weird, right? Because it, it, it there's this impression that the dad is trying to like save face a little bit, but then very quickly he's just like, no, nah, mermaids exist; they're real. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he seems like he's pretty convinced, which is weird after 13 years. First of all, you'd think that 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 sort of like mockery going around town would have died down or like he would have like at least been in on the joke or he would have started doubting himself and being like, yeah, yeah no, maybe, pe- maybe people act like it happened last month. Yeah, yeah, specifically in like the the shot after it happens, which it, sp- it explicitly says thirteen years later, and then people are still making fun of him for it, which is yeah, I they're mean, like, hey, fair, I, got, I got Bigfoot back in my house, and it's like, yeah, okay, Bigfoot sucking off Elvis, which by the way, <laughs> he, they they say specifically, I've got Bigfoot, the Easter Bunny, the I think they say the Tooth Fairy and I Elvis, think the Tooth Fairy, yeah, yeah, and which Elvis. Imp- <laughs> which implies that Elvis is either not real or that all the other things were real and they just happened to die also. That's a that's a lot more than I this is above my pay grade. This is yeah that that does not factor into my theory either. I just think it's it's sort of a, a silly implication. It, yeah. Uh, um so yeah, the dad he's kind of set up as like a, a and a, there isn't really a set antagonist in this movie. It, he, it's if the, if there is an antagonist, he is the closest thing. Well, there is also Sean Mm-hmm. But Sean doesn't really get a resolution. No, yeah, Sean definitely super doesn't get a resolution. It, it's more just it, it, this isn't a person versus person. This is weirdly enough a person versus society uh, type of narrative. Uh, yeah, there's there's no there's no singular antagonist, um, mm-hmm. and there's it's not just a, a lot difficult of, situation. There are no real like climactic encounters. I mean, there's one, no. but it's I, like it's like still you a could tell iffy. You, you could tell when like act two ended and act three began yes but, but like it it was never like oh this thing that's been leading up like even like the swim meet like they don't talk about it until like when it actually they talk about the swim meet after the first swim meet and when they got when they qualified for finals and then they talked about it like like after a scene where it's like you're a merman and he's like well i gotta go to the swim finals and i was like oh yeah i forgot about that uh yeah. because they just don't talk about it um 
all the while, he's been very uh, 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 dismissive and secretive around his girlfriend, Sam. Right. Um, so, I did, 13-year-olds shouldn't have... I know. Others, yeah, no, I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, I did, and it sucked for, like... Mm-hmm. I, well, I, I mean, I don't count it, because I was a kid, but, like, you know. Right. Uh, I, I was a horrible person, <laughs> so... Nice. Uh, Same, let's so, five. Thanks. Um, uh, so, 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 yeah, so I'm gonna... So, this, this, this... Swim meet finals mm-hmm. comes. It's it's near the end of the movie. It's the swim meet finals, state finals, s- state finals. Uh-huh. and at this swim meet, a lot of disparate plot lines kind of like kind of pool together. No pun intended. Uh-huh. Um, the Jess Jess is there, and mm-hmm. Cody has still been teaching Jess to swim. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Cody has been being distanced from his previous friend group, specifically Sean. Because he's spending so much time with Jess and helping him out. There's a and scene Sam. earlier where, where yeah, Sean and Sam, uh, yeah, Sam and him have like a fight because uh, Cody's trying to like hide the fact that he's turning into an actual literal mermaid and is growing uh-huh. fins on his hands. Right, um, which might be a little bit repulsive. It would be repulsive to me. Right. So he's so he's gro- so Cody's growing distance from his friends, including Sean. Sean is out to get him because he's spending a lot of time with Jess and he wants to win the competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jess is there just kind of as moral support and also because he he's been warning Cody and he I, I guess he's keeping an eye out just in case something if he happens mm-hmm. Jess's dad Big John is there yes uh with, with binoculars with, uh, with binoculars yes not yeah magnif- what, what's um, that thing that's like magnifying glass but two binoculars uh yeah binoculars I, I thought you were talking about a uh, a what's it called the thing that I think it was like Ben Franklin had uh, mono glass. Mono, I don't know. I'm basically I'm fucking stupid. But go ahead and continue. <laughs> Me too. Nice. Uh, so Big John's there. Jess is there. Sean is there. Cody's Cody's swimming. Uh-huh. Um, who, what which, else is there? The parents are back at home, also, and they they think that he's chilling out bed. because they also told him not to swim. Yeah. But also, Jess like convinces him not to swim, but then he just swims anyway. What was it that convinced him to swim? Do you remember? Because I don't. I, I think no. Because it like, was it was kind of like a it was it was a misdirection. It was sort of it's played off as a joke a little bit. He didn't actually convince him not to swim. He just he kind of tricks Jess. Uh, he's a little shitty like that. He uh, uh, he eventually he's, is he's like a shit kind of a little bit. He's like he's like he's like okay. He's so he's you know he's like I have to I have to be here. I have to you know I have to win. Like I have to I have to beat Sean. You know I I gotta I gotta make sure that I do this and uh. Jess is like, if you turn into a fish in the middle of this race, like you're gonna die. Like they'll kill you. Uh, and and uh, uh, Cody is like, oh yeah, you're right. I won't swim starting tomorrow, and then walks away. Wink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he, that's right. Okay, okay. That make that makes yeah. sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, he swims and he does really well because he's a fish. And uh, he breaks and the record. He breaks the state record, yeah. And he so he ends up getting found out by Big John, and uh, because also sh- he, because he wins and he's doing like a victory pose yeah, with his arms in the air, in the air for with like an extended amount of time, like more yeah. than anyone should, even in a normal scenario. Yeah, and it's like a full like, minute and a half. Yeah, these glaring fins, and uh-huh. uh, Sean sees it, and Big John sees it. Yes, with his with his binoculars, um, and. Uh, and so he's like, oh, shit, I got to get the heck out of here. And he put, so he's like, Sean's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm 13. Uh, and then he and then uh, Cody puts on his jacket and leaves. And uh, Jess tries to distract Big John. But Jess is like, what are you doing here? And, he, and Big John's just like, oh, you got it. One hell of a swimmer of a friend there, buckaroo. Uh, and so it's, <laughs> it's sort of established that both Sean. No, no, no. OK, 
Sean follows Cody into the locker room and says, I know you cheated. I'm going to find out what what you did, loser. And you look, you know, I, I should have won the gold. Um, also, and- this is this is irrelevant, but in order to distract from, because Cody notices that he's showing his fins. And so uh-huh. to distract everyone from seeing his fins, he electrocutes the scoreboard from the pool. Yeah, 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 he did. He What he did, he's, he put his uh, his hands on a metal beam, which, by the way, he has electricity powers. Um, he put his, his hands <laughs> right. on, a, on a, like, a metal beam in the which pool. Which is and... submerged underwater. Yeah, I literally said to, to my friend, Nifty, while we were watching, I was like, that's a fucking electricity hazard. I, There's no goddamn I know. way. I wrote, I wrote these words exactly about this scenario. Uh-huh. Okay, no, okay, no. They should be dead after his electric water stunt. What the fuck? They're all dead. What if he actually just like killed? Like it was like like, like the 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 ending of Carrie, where he just fucking kills everybody in the <laughs> he kills everybody in like the stadium. The the yeah. The, the rest of the movie area? happens in like a like a shadow dimension. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, anyway, yeah, he didn't That's kill anybody. Irrelevant. Luckily. But yeah, that that that's that's our other podcast, director's cut, where we talk about what should have <laughs> happened in movies. Yes. Uh, anyway, but yes, Sean follows him into the locker room, uh, and he stick to the ceiling. Sean doesn't find him. Yada yada yada. Uh, his parents find him. his parents drive up, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And then they go home. Uh, next day, go they go back to school. Sean comes up, and he's like, "Hey, you fucking bitch!" And then he slaps him, or no, he doesn't slap him. He just shoves him. Um, and uh, oh no, no no, and specifically the night of. Sorry, I completely glossed over this. The night okay. of, Sam comes to his house. Sam, the girlfriend, comes to his house, and she and she's like, "What what's going on? You've been really dicey lately." And he's like, uh, "I'm a merman," or no, he he's like, "Well, it's complicated." And Jess says, "Well, he's a merman," uh, and his and she's like, "You're a mermaid." And then Jess and then Cody's parents say, "Merman," uh, and it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, also, there's one scene in the movie I just completely forgot, and I wanted to mention it because it was the one time this, the the movie got like a genuine laugh out of me, which was uh, near the beginning of the movie where Cody is like he like he's looking at his hands after his hands turn yes like for the first yeah. time, and his mom starts looking at his hands, and Dave Coulier walks in and he's, he sees both of them looking at his ha- at their hands, and he just starts looking at their ha- looking at his hands, and yeah, it's it's and it's, it's 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 a lot funnier if you see it, but it's that 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 was genuinely that was it a good be- one. It becomes funny until Uncle Joey says. Am I the only sane one in this house? Like he Which wasn't is a very, also doing it. It's a very '90s thing to say, right? There's also there, another '90sism, which is also a 2000sism. We've already talked about this. Uh, is uh, I think I'm I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the movie somebody says like, "Oh, I'm definitely gonna do that." Not right. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's for, Cody. I forgot Cody that that said, was. Yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that was a thing that people say. Yeah. Um, uh, it's weird to think that that guy. The guy who played Cody is 13 years older than me. He's now he's now 35 years old. Uh, that is so weird. I don't that like is that. so weird. Yeah, because I only know him as Cody from the 13th year. Right, Cody Griffin, 13 year old. Hey, babe, I'm Cody Griffin. Remember me from 13th year? I grew gross hands. Um, so, <laughs> so, so Sam. So essentially, because of the the uh, Sam like faints and then wakes up, and they 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 essentially it, 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 they tell Sam that Cody's turning into a mermaid, and she's mad. Mm-hmm. about it for some reason because it because the story needs conflict yeah uh, and then and then the swim meet happens and then sean uh and cody have no no, no that in. happens after this that happens the night after the swim meet where she goes to right 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 uh-huh. yeah because yeah because he comes home and everybody's like 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 looking over him because he's his hands are fucked yeah and she's like what the fuck happened and then she's like okay that's weird i'm not gonna tell anybody but i'm not gonna be your girlfriend anymore and they leave uh okay so after that 
Um, Sean bullies him. They, that gets broken up. Uh, this is sort of this is sort of where I was finalizing my theory, and so I checked out a little bit. Uh, so I don't remember the play by play up after this point. Um, so uh, all this time, Cody's been having dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the day after the swim meet, or in the day of, like, the night of Sean's bullying, um, he goes to the cove, which is this sort of, like, uh, like a sort of bay area, sort of a, a archipelago that, that leads out with a lighthouse on it, and then there's, like, a cove area, um, and there's a buoy, uh, there's a big old buoy out there with the number eight, and, uh, he, he, which, uh, that, <laughs> that's a secret tool to, that we'll use later, um, and it's, uh, so he... <laughs> He goes swimming because in his dreams he he remembers specifically swimming and he dives in and he sees a light uh, and then he sees his uh, he sees he doesn't know but his mother which is a mermaid swim up to him which by the way she just never left which is weird or maybe maybe it was There's... like a salmon maybe it was like a salmon thing where she like laid her her child down uh, in like a specific spawning area and yeah. then she left and then thirteen years later she came back. Yeah, she she put the halo spawn point there. There, this she put down a Minecraft mer- bed. Yeah, this mermaid mom is so is probably one of the scariest things about this movie because she's I just can, a fucking wild animal. I could never get a read on what she was thinking or wanting. She, she doesn't talk. When she doesn't, she she doesn't, she doesn't talk have a or single gesture. line. She, she doesn't make a noise when Cody is first taken by the parents. She. Almost looks happy. Yeah, no, that's why I think it might have been intentional. Like, like she, like it's like I'm gonna leave my my siren child alone to be raised with these people so that I don't have to do it. That's why I think it's like a salmon thing. Um. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, but yeah, no, she doesn't. She doesn't. She, she like she spends a lot of time in this she, in this like offshore bay area, like whatever. She emotes about as much as a grizzly bear, which is like <laughs> yeah. you can kind of see when it's like upset, <laughs> but like it's definitely not human. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is literally an animal. Yeah, no, she's a hundred percent a wild animal. She doesn't talk because I think she can't speak. <laughs> and they establish she can like she can communicate her intentions telepathically, but she does not speak. Yeah, it's fucked up and scary. She um, does not communicate concepts, really. Mm-hmm. Uh so the next day after he sees well, she uh he sees he sees her, but then Big John comes by and he sees both of them and he's like, "Oh boy, mermaids!" Uh, and uh, so and that's fine. And Cody goes home and the mermaid swims away. Um, the next day, uh, Cody calls up Sam and he's like, "Hey, I need your help. Meet me at the cove uh, tonight." And they go to the cove and um, and and he's like, uh, "I want to show you something." And it, he sh- like shows her his mermaid mom. Um, and I don't remember what that leads to, but they do that. Uh, and then a fucked up thing happens, which is that Big John just straight up kidnaps just Cody. Just kidnaps Cody. Yeah, yeah, no, he just, he just straight up, like, fucking takes Cody. Yeah. And, and this is, this is, I, I mentioned earlier that there's no real, like, climactic encounter in the movie. And uh-huh. then I, and then I mended by saying there's kind of one, and this is that, because Big John just straight up kidnaps Cody. Uh-huh, um, absolutely. And, uh. Before before this happens, um, Cody starts to he starts to get like like cramps like uh-huh. he, like he 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 seems because very he's out of water for too pain. long, mm-hmm. right 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 right. And so and and not only that, but his his 
feet start turning into fins. Like uh-huh. it's not one big tail yet, but his his two feet turn into two like the two halves of a mermaid tail. It's mm. fucking disgusting. Oh yeah, but, it's nasty. It's like it's it, like the it's like literally like for two thirds of the like, movie he he spends like, in the the midpoint of an anamorph transformation. Like like imagine imagine the like five stages of an anamorph transportation between a normal pair of human legs and a mermaid tail. What uh-huh. Cody has in this scene is right smack in the middle of that yeah, transformation. It's disgusting and not. It's so at gross. All. Um, uh, so he kidnaps and, and, Cody. <laughs> yeah, he kidnaps Cody, and uh, Cody. Um, so he kidnaps Cody in an attempt to kidnap the mom because he wants to prove that mermaids are real and that he's not crazy. Yeah. Um, and Cody needs to get into the water because he's like dying. Like he he is uh-huh. in so much pain and his feet are turning into fins. And this is what I when when he um uh, when he expresses a need to get back into the water. I wrote this down because I had a thought, and this is not related to anything uh, any of our our later analysis. I just wanted to express this because it's it's how uh-huh. I feel. It's my truth, Chase. Okay. I wrote. I respect your truth. I wrote, dude. I would hate to become a fucking fish. Like, could you imagine living all your life with access to, like, technology and modern convenience, and then you have to just fuck off into the shitty, smelly ocean when you turn 13? Yeah, no, that would fucking blow. That would blow chunks. Like, you have access to, like, your PS2 and yeah. your satellite television, and you just I would have can't PS1, because this was 1999, but... Right, right, yeah, right. And the cool thing is, it gets worse at the end of the movie. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> so but, much worse. But, so uh, much. so the mermaid is following Big John's boat around, and Big John uses a big net, uh, that's Big John's trademark, big net trademark, uh, and, um, he catches the <laughs> mer lady, the, the mermom. They actually sold that as merch at, 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 at Target, it was, like, a tie-in. Yeah, it was, it was at E3 2001. <laughs> uh, big John's big net. Big John's big net from the 13th year sold one. Uh, and uh, so, but then Jess like has like a, a come to Jesus moment and he's like, okay, well I'll, I, I'll save you. And he jumps in with like a Bowie knife uh, and he goes down and he, he, he cuts open the net and saves the mermom. Uh, and then, and then he the, almost drowns and then he almost drowns because of the net, like catches his leg. And which, this is how, so important. I, I want to make sure, I want to make uh-huh. sure we know that Jess through the whole movie has uh-huh. been learning to swim and has been scared of the water. And then, when in his final moment of character development, where he where he jumps into the water and uh, up on his own free will braves uh-huh. the ocean and says, "I will swim to save this life," he almost dies as a result. That'll yeah, come back so, later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, and so uh, he gets caught on the net that falls down, and so that's when Cody goes in and saves him. Um, and the way that resolves itself. Is, and this happens in the, like the final ten minutes of the movie, uh, by the way. And um, <clears throat> so the, uh, that yeah, way yeah. That when, when, itself, it, when it ramps up, it ramps up fast. Yeah, no, it's 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 very much like a like a uh, what's that? What's the thing where it's like a curve in geography or whatever? Ge- not geography, geometry, and just like it's uh, like. Ooh! It's I, like I, I, I know what you're talking about. I could exponential. Exponentiality. Yeah. It's like an exponential curve where it just it's like starts really really slow and then it gets a little faster and a little faster and a little faster and then like yeah. the last twenty minutes everything happens. By um, by the end of it, you're you're leaping miles in a matter of seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, the way that resolves itself is uh, Big John. Uh, he sees Cody save Jess and Jess is like, "Sorry, Dad." And he's just like, "I'm fine. I mean, I'm just glad you didn't die." Uh, which kind of just it's kind of just cements to me that this this wasn't as big of a deal for everybody else as it was for Big John, who was right. just like, oh, this is just an opportunity for me to like 
prove people that I'm like not crazy. Right, and, he, right. and when his child was threatened or when his child was in danger, he was just like, oh shit, holy fuck, oh no. <laughs> uh, I did not intend for this. I didn't account for this. Yeah, and so at the very end, that's just sort of like solved, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." I mean, I I know now, so I guess yeah. That's they don't have, they don't ever they don't ever really reconcile what he just attempted to do. He tried to kidnap yeah, Cody's he, mom. He, he didn't and apologize. Also kidnapped Cody, and also kidnapped Cody, which is uh, not a wild animal like Cody's mom. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's just like, "Yes, uh, my bad." My, my being bro. Sorry <laughs> he about that. He doesn't even say my bad. Yeah, <laughs> they no. just kind of are just like, "Oh, Big John." Yeah. Um. But then, so Jess is out of the water, uh, and uh, but he's like unconscious, and um, and Cody uses his uh, his electricity to like, you know, like clear. Right. What's that called? Uh, defibrillate him. Defib- uh, yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm fine now, and that's all great. Um, and then, in the final moments of the movie, uh, the Mer Mom comes up and telepathically communicates to both Cody and Cody's mom that Cody needs to go with her. Yeah, uh, and that's that's just decided. Like, like he yes. just has to go. He has no. Like, yeah, he's he, just he, like. He's, yeah, he is and, becoming a fish. He is becoming a mermaid. He needs to go into the water. And you, which, yeah, no. At that point, it's just like not even an option. And the mom is just like she says specifically, she'll have him back by the time school starts again. Which, how do you know that she is a fucking animal? Here, uh, yeah, and we do not actually see that happen. Mm-mm. The movie ends when Cody leaves. Yeah, and Cody leaves, and there's we... there's this there like the mom is taking this harder than anybody. She is like actively like sobbing uh-huh. about her son going to live in the ocean with this actual fucking animal, like yeah. who yeah who telepathically communicates to her that she loves him, that she loves Cody, like yeah. <laughs> like you know you haven't known this kid for thirteen years. Yeah, no, and it's oh god. Uh, and then, yeah, and then the movie just ends with Cody being like, all right, I have to go to the ocean right, now. Yeah, and then, peace. Cause you, and that fucking blindsided me, because usually it would be like, oh, his mom would be like, oh, I recognize that your place is with the humans that I left you with, and it's okay. And then he would be like, all right, mom, I'll always love you, or whatever, some shit. And then yeah, she and, 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 and is, she like sunset. does like a mermaid magic, and then his legs turn back to normal. Yeah, and then, but then, but then, no, he just goes with her, and that's yeah. the end of the movie. Which is, I... I swear to you, it's so relevant. I'm so excited. I, we're we're about to the point we're where an, we're going to start talking about this shit. We're about an hour in, and we're I, about to start ready to start theory theory crafting. I was literally shocked at how this movie plays out. Yeah, no, it's it, so it, it, unlike anything you expect. Yeah, no, it it is it is it is it 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 is weirdly subversive for what it is. Yeah. Or not? Yeah, subversive. The right it word? Is, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is subversive without ever being interesting, which yeah, is which is the fucked up feat in and of itself. <laughs> it it really goes to show that like, because like these these movies don't come out of a factory. These aren't like these all these aren't like Hallmark Christmas movies where it's just like oh, a uh, big city lady goes meets a, a a friendly country man and they do Christmas and she's like I don't like Christmas and then the movie in the movie she's like I like Christmas and I like family and because yeah. like that shit is like pumped out every single year it's basically the same thing all the time. The, Disney Channel original movies were made by humans. They weren't yes. made by particularly talented humans, but they were made by humans with human touches and it 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 it, it manifests in such an interesting way because through the cardboard cutout, you know, uh, 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 plots and, and like stereotypes 
and things like that. Like literally, Jess on like five or like five to seven different occasions says along something along the lines of, "I am a nerd. I am a dork. Yes. I'm a dweeb. Nobody cares about me. Beat me up. Yes. Uh, shove me in a locker. Fucking, I'm an outcast." Right. Which is so weird. That right. is so because, weird to because- me. And and I I I think the way we should structure this show is that we're gonna we we go to a break real quick. We'll we'll break yeah, and then come back and then we'll dive into it. But before but before yes, this is this is the theme of the entire show is mm-hmm. that these movies are made by humans with uh-huh. human beliefs and human intention, and whether through their own intention or not, their ideas, their politics, their philosophies will shine through what they write inevitably uh-huh. whether and they want it to or not whether they want it to or not everything is political if it comes from a human everything has thematic relevance or or, or like theological relevance if it comes there from is, someone who who believes in anything you know something political uh there was one black person in this movie there was a singular and it was a principal here's, and he did I was, was going to say here's the problem is that I can't even remember who that was. Yeah, it was it was the it was the the principal or maybe just a teacher that breaks up the fight between Sean and Cody uh, right. after the swim meet. Um right. and that was it. Uh-huh. It's anyway. Disney in the 90s 2000s uh we, okay. Like that. Let's um, go to, yes, let's go so, to break so, with our sponsor that we already mm-hmm. have. Right. Uh uh-huh. And I'm going to use this break time to pee real quick. Yeah, cool. Me too. <laughs> of course we don't actually have a sponsor we haven't even released the first episode yet hi my name is chase i'd like to take this time to thank graham Cartner for the usage of his songs both uh, an obsession with kit as well as subtext an obsession with kit is the intro and outro subtext is the mid-roll uh and uh, i'm also gonna go ahead and plug our uh, our you, what, do, what do you call them when you're on there on websites? Uh, social media. Uh, you can find me at clown underscore depot on Twitch and Twitter, and you can find Penny at Snapcube or Snapscube rather S N A P S C U B E on Twitch and Twitter, and also Snapcube with no no plural snaps on uh, on we we call it YouTube. Uh, we do a lot of collaborations. It's a whole lot of fun. And, uh, and that's pretty much it, baby. I got, I got nothing else to say. I hope this was long enough for you. And if it wasn't, you know what? Here's a, here's a short story from me to you. Uh, once upon a time, there was a little guy. And he was four feet tall, but he was still having a good time with it. Uh, he we, One time he got trapped in a hole with his friends. And they were both seven feet. And his friends were like, how are we going to get out of this hole? And he's like, well, let me look at this vent in the wall. I can get through there because I'm four feet. Uh, and so he crawled through and he was like, well, you know what? Maybe it ain't so bad being short. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Let's get back to the show. Bye-bye. Hi, Penny. Welcome back. Hi. Welcome back. Uh, all right. So do you want to start or should I start? I was – yeah, yeah. So we, we have to figure out how we're going to do this because I – I have not shown you any of of what I determined from from the content of this movie. You showed me a snippet and have kind of mm-hmm. teased at me a little bit of like what angle you're playing at. Uh-huh. And I say this not to be self-focused. I think I should go first because um my my analysis of the movie is a little bit less grand in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the, I mean there's I I essentially yeah, no, I, I Go for it. Go for it. Don't, you noticed, don't have to explain it. Just go for it. Yeah. I noticed 
Oh man, I it, it, now now that we're here, I'm I'm not only so excited, I don't even know where to fucking begin because uh-huh. I I said this to you and you agreed with me that this movie from the get-go establishes information that it only ever reinforces as the movie goes on. And uh-huh. we've touched on a couple of these things and I I guess I will open up, I will give you a little bit of a of a of a sort of like cold open style teaser. Of what I'm gonna get at here, um, okay. with five five words that circle around the same subject, five philosophies that I have I had discovered within within the makeup of this movie, within within the core philosophy of the way this movie is written, and I will I will recount. You these. are teasing me so fucking hard. I will recount Please. these to you right now. Go for it. I want you. Fatalism, My ears are open. Fab- fatalism, okay. fatalism, defeatism, determinism. Theological determinism, predeterminism. What do these mean to you? Uh, well, let, well, okay. What was the first one? Fatalism. Fatalism. Okay, so it these all seem to have a similar theme. Uh, if I were to sort of sum up the the broad overlapping uh, idea of all these, it is that uh, there is a set path which each of us take, no matter what. We cannot escape it. Uh, we cannot change it. Instead, we must uh, embrace the fact that our, the paths that we take as human beings are decided not by us, but rather by the cosmos, uh, by some sort of uh, theological entity, uh, by some grander scheme, and that it's all just a big plot that we have no control over. Yes. And I, I, I bring all of these, dis- because these terms in and of themselves mean kind of different things. And, and like I said, they circle around the same idea, and you described it perfectly. This movie exists within a, a a a version of reality that that adheres very strictly to the idea that we not only have set roles in society we have set roles in the universe we have set paths for our lives that we are not intended to break away from and if we do we will be cosmically punished I am starting, the gears in my head are starting to, hang on, I'm, I'm actually, like, moving my notes around. I, uh, I'm beginning to, to go back through the imagery of the movie, and I'm starting to, I can already see, there, yes. there's already, like, three or four different characters that follow this exact line. Yeah, there's, yeah. there is one character in particular that I... I swear, like, like you know, we're gonna talk about all this stuff as if it's intentional because, like, that's the point of the show. But I, I, if I did not know any better, I would swear one character and his relation to the theme in particular is so fucking pointedly about this that it's almost hilarious. We'll get to it. So, so right I, I after think that, I, I think I know. I think I know. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, my notes are a little bit unorganized. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna do my best to sort of account this. I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna go through my notes in chronological order because that's how I wrote them. Okay. I wrote them sort of bullet point style. Um, uh-huh. and I'll, I'll just sort of run you through because it's so weird. So. I, I, I wrote these two, pa- I told you like 10 notes into my into my list. I started writing in paragraphs because this theme just just slapped me in the face. It hit me yeah. like a train. No, no, so, no, I, I completely I completely hear you. So, so but, I, but you I wrote these two things. It. Yeah, no, oh. I'm gonna. I wrote these two things. This is before, <laughs> this is very early into the movie. So I say, right off the bat, there is an inherent sense of inevitability of purpose and role for the characters in this universe. The parents make reference of wanting to escape the confines of the, the of, of bourgeois capitalism only to find themselves at the head of a tourism business 
their customers complaining about their rates compared to the quality of the service they provide. Another example is Cody, despite growing up entirely separated from his mermaid community, still finds himself living a life entirely revolving around his relationship to water. Fuck. He is he is a he is a swim athlete. He is a swim boy. He exists within the confines of water. Speaking of confines, when we get to the swim tournament, I say it is an interesting visual metaphor because these contestants swim ahead supposedly covering ground and racing to be ahead of the curve. What could be more empowering than taking the lead? To an outsider, of course, this perceived advantage is folly. They may be a leader in relation to one another. They may have advantage in comparison to their competitors, but ultimately, they all swim within the same system. They're what all is, in the same lanes. What is, oh. seen, what is seen as progression within the boundaries of the pool is merely a reversal in the grander scheme. They aren't even allowed to cross lanes. Their paths towards victory are inherently isolating. They are no more allowed to leave the confines of the pool than the characters themselves are allowed to leave the confines of their predestined paths. Fuck. It, it, okay. I love this. I, I love this. I, I love this, and I, I'll tell you why I love this, because this is so fucking different from what I was... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You said, you said specifically, you said... This came into play so early on in the movie, it fell into your lap. Mine, my, the thing that I got, literally with, with like the, right. within the first couple shots. And I, I'm so curious to hear what you have because I wonder how compatible they are. Okay, okay, no, keep, keep, so, Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll get it. So, and then, and then, you know, I make reference to the fact that when, when Jess, who is not on the swim team, who, whose role is not as an athlete, he is a nerd, he falls into the pool by accident. Oh my God. And the coach yells, somebody get that kid out of my pool. Fuck. And I wrote, I wrote, the nature of elitism is inherently selfish and discriminatory. It's literal fucking gatekeeping. It's the not. It's not somebody save that kid. It's somebody get him out of. Somebody my pool. get that kid out of my pool. Exactly. It is there, not. There he is, is a, not there's concerned. A uh -huh. He is not concerned about how he got there. He is not mm -hmm. concerned about the fact that he is there at all. He is not concerned about the fact that he is in danger by being in there. He is concerned about the fact that he is not supposed to be there because it is not his place to be. It, the it entire is, movie. The entire uh -huh. movie. All of the characters constantly reinforce that and you're gonna get you're gonna get shades of this kind of thing with disney channel movies anyway because there's very they're very clean they're very conservative normally at, at least very early on they're very sort of like you know nerds jocks geeks nerds and geeks are the same thing in disney nerds, channel geeks, jocks, Ner nerds dorks. nerds jocks uh science kids all you that's, get a, that's a nerd again good good yeah. try <laughs> <laughs> that in and of itself, I think, is is painting a picture of what I'm talking about. Every, everything uh -huh. is very much rigid in societal roles. But this movie in particular, I swear, almost every exchange that these characters have with one another, if, if it is two characters who occupy a different space in societal standing, they mm. will make reference to the fact that neither of them belong anywhere else except for where they are. We D took, oh we mentioned... We mentioned the fact that Jess repeatedly over the course of the movie reinforces the fact that he is a nerd. He should be beat uh -huh. up. It is his yeah. job to be picked on because he is a nerd and that is what he knows. 
it, okay, I, I'm starting to recount. Okay, first of all, uh, one thing before before Jess falls into the pool, uh, another predetermined thing is, and what, something that's challenged later on in the movie, is Sean getting the gold medal, being the gold medalist. He's like, hey, I'm always going to get the gold. You, you always look good in yes. silver. Later yeah. on, when it's challenged and he gets silver and, and Cody gets gold, this is uh, this horribly upsets his worldview. I, I'm starting to see it. Um, also, uh, regarding the... Uh, 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 the, he's him, the Jess falling into the pool, and with the the swim coach uh, saying him get him out of my pool. It's almost like the all of the adults in the movie have inherently internalized. They have learned yes. it because they and and what I what I like about that is because it's a coming of age film. It, it it's coming like it's the these young characters coming to learn that their lives are not in their own control. I I would argue. Yes, it, yeah, okay, it is a coming of age in the sense that they are coming to terms with their place, but it is, mm. I would argue so strongly that it is not coming of age in the traditional sense, and I'll get to that. Um, okay. I So a lot of my ideas are, are a little bit more disparate as we go on until we sort of reach the end, um, and it all comes into focus again. So, uh, for example... The, the the you mentioned the adults are are have seem like they have sort of become conditioned to this lifestyle mm. um yeah. and i noted that that early on when it is the night of cody's birthday it's after his party he's in bed his uh -huh. parents are talking to him they tell him starting now your whole life is different and i i took note of that because it's curious that it's it's curious in a world of determinism why would they encourage the sentiment of change or is it simply they mean different in the sense that he must now fully conform to his predestination now that he has reached an age of accountability? And then I note that the latter is looking more lightly given afterwards we start to see the dream sequence of him, uh, you know, seeing his mother, seeing his destination. Um, may, I, may, I, may, I, may I say uh, like sort of an idea that I, I might sure. have on that? Uh, it. It, it, it seems to me your life is going to be different, not because it, it's going to take a different course, but rather where uh, where we are as as adults controlling your life, you being a child, us being uh, you being in our care. Um, your life was determined because of us. It is going to be different because as an adult, you're now going to recognize that your life is no longer in the control of us. It's in the control of the universe, which has just as much of a plan for you as we do. Right. Right. That that's good. I like that. And, and, and through, throughout my list, I I. I I mentioned that the characters constantly reinforce this, and I wanted to prove that really quickly before I continue. I wanna I wanna read off just some of the individual lines I noted of of these characters reinforcing the idea of set roles. Okay. Uh, 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 lines such as "Why wouldn't I be fine?" Lines such as "Who eats s'mores? S'mores are for kids. He's not one of us. How does that fit into my job description?" I finally get a friend, and he turns into a fish. This is so typical. Fuck. <laughs> um, Fuck. I also want to note the electricity powers because uh -huh. okay. I believe the electricity powers are their own form of symbolism. This is gonna. This is the one of the most grasping at straws notes I made in sure. this entire thing. But Did, that's the, the our point. show is called Mount Molehill. Go. Yeah, for that's it. the point. Electricity. He 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 starts to develop electricity powers, and it doesn't it doesn't manifest as like electro sort of coal from infamous style like shooty electricity powers. It's very much uh -huh. it is it's it's similar to static electricity. Yeah, static. Yeah, being a term for a state of unmoving, a state oh of no change, a state of settlement, predetermination. I okay, okay. I love that, and I'll tell you why. Is because. 
I, I specifically said I felt like I was very conspiracy theorist. That is the most conspiracy theorist bullshit I've ever yes. heard. And I love that. Yeah. I love I, that. I literally, I, I, I wanted to get into this mindset. I did like creative exercises before watching this movie because I wanted to see where they're they're putting these these ideas uh-huh. La- later in the movie when they start to investigate what's wrong with Cody he mentions the idea of growing a tail before even the subject of mermaids comes up the conformity mm-hmm. to his destination is subconscious right he is yeah, he is no, meant he, he to, seems he, predetermined to, yeah. to to conform to this idea um okay so i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to speed through my notes a little bit here I, I I noted that it's strange how uh, in the context of him uh, tricking his parents into thinking uh, that he's going to be staying home when he when he sneaks out. Uh, I noted that it's strange how in this context, what normally or what is normally an act of rebellion is in the larger narrative, simply pulling him further into falling in line with his predestined change of community and physicality. He cannot resist the pull of his destiny. Um, I, I said, uh, Sam sucks. Uh that's true. I, I noted the thing about uh, becoming a fish really sucks. Um, okay, the climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. This is uh this is this is where a lot of this comes into play because I I noted when so throughout throughout the movie there there's this glaring sort of um there's this glaring sort of hole in my theory that the movie is about uh uh it, it is not approving of change and development because throughout the movie. Uh, Cody is developing a friendship with Jess, and Jess, in particular, this is where I want to place the focus. Jess is learning how to swim. That uh-huh. is, he is he is breaking free of his social status by learning how to swim. Cody is teaching him how to swim, how to do anything but be a geek ass nerd. Can I? And I can I? Can I say? Um, th- I feel like this movie is just about ju- just as much about Jess as it is Cody. Yeah, I I, I would say it is more about Jess in, in really and. and well, that can be argued. I, it's Jess, a movie about Jess from the perspective of Cody. Jess exhibits most of the change in this movie. Oh um, yeah, because he learns he, he he is learning how to swim, and he, I, he is the one of the, he is the most driving thing within the plot aside from yes. the mermaid powers. And I, and I noted in the climax, and and this is where I started to become worried about my perspective. I was thinking I was going to have to watch it again and find something new because I was like, no, there's very clearly an arc where Jess is learning to swim. He is overcoming his fear of the water. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've started writing. It is strange how in this context... Uh, oh, no, 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 sorry. I, uh, this movie seems to have a weird sort of non-committal dual example nature to the way it portrays defiance or separation from your predetermined roles. The primary... And then... And then I could not finish what I was writing. I stopped mm-hmm. and I said, oh, never mind. Because what is Jess's reward for breaking from his role, breaking through his fear of water, and trying to save the mermaid mother by swimming. He almost dies. He is punished. <sighs> he is punished <sighs> for his old for his own breaking through of the mold by nearly drowning. The only thing that saves him is the grace of Cody conforming to his own role as a mermaid. Fuck that he lives. I want to add something, but like fuck though. Yeah. Fuck. The the only case of someone doing anything that challenges what they have been predestined to do or what the plot is driving them towards is punished. Cosmically, narratively, he nearly dies 
and it is only through further conformity that he is saved because Cody gives up. Cody and gives one of, up. One of the first thing. One of the first thing. One of like. Lit- I think literally the first line he he says is immediately back in line with that, which is. Uh, it, it, Sam was giving him CPR, and he says, uh, "Was that just your girlfriend kissing me?" Uh, and then he says like some shit about like how he's a nerd and that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's like it he's immediately constant. punished, and then he recognizes, "All right, no more trying." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what everybody has to do in this movie. Nobody, nobody makes a choice aside from Jess, who's punished for it. Aside from Jess, nobody makes a choice that goes against what the plot wants them to do and, and what their societal role requires of them. And I think I that's swear really to you, exhibited. it does not happen. No, and, and yeah, no, I you're 100% right. And I think that's 100% exhibited because usually with these kind of movies, it's like, oh, I want to be on the swim team or but like I have to do this other thing or like my passions lie elsewhere. No, his passions are 100% in line with what he goes. He literally yes. becomes a fish that helps with his passion. And I think it's exhibited nowhere better than at the very end where he literally gives up on his life to go yes. and live with the mermaids. Yes, yes. I, I, I myself wrote... Of course, Cody has no choice in how he reconciles his true nature. He just has to go. Nature itself has locked him into his destiny. And at a point, he stops. He doesn't seem reluctant in the slightest. He seems no. very enthused to go be a mermaid. Yeah. No, he, he has, he has there's no like sort of very hesitation about leaving his parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mom, I note in that scene, seems to be taking this particularly hard, which makes sense given she begins the movie with the notion of breaking free of her own destiny, being indentured to the cycle of capitalism and class discrepancy, and we see how that dream dies in the 13 years of Cody growing with them. And also, and, I just realized something. So she was reluctant up until the mermaid or the mermom specifically, like telepathically tells her, like it'll be fine. Which, as we talked about, she's literally animal. She's she is nature. The yes. merma, the mermom is nature. Nature convinces her that Cody yes. needs to be yes. within his own nature. Yes, the dream of Cody himself has died in her eyes. Cody was never hers to begin with and neither was her own freedom. And they keep talking about how Cody will be back, but like I noted before, we never see that happen. And they say it with a strange sort of melancholy, like they don't even believe it. No, and and the the movie, like, I like to believe that he just leaves and doesn't come back. I think that's what happens. I I I, genuinely (laughs) think that is what happens. Now, the last last thing I, I want to, because this also... Oh my god, I've I've been waiting for this the whole time. I I want to I want to point out to you this last bit of symbolism because thus okay. far everything it, it it it's adding up. Yeah, but there there's not that one clear sign of symbolism that shows that what that this is real. That this the is within gun. this movie. This spirit, yeah. I'm going to I will tell you the smoking gun. Okay. After who, this break. Yeah, after this break. Who is the only character who is ridiculed more than Jess, the the only other character who breaks free from societal norms. Big John. Big, Big John. Big John, Big John is ridiculed because of what he represents. And what he represents is displayed no more clearly 
than the vehicle he drives. The vehicle of his spirit, of his I'm symbolism. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I'm going to mention it too. The, what the boat he drives. is the name of Big John's boat? Big John's boat is called Defiance. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I wrote down, the man who sails the ship of Defiance is seen as a lunatic in this world of predeterminism. Oh my god! Oh and I, my I will, god! I will leave you with this final, this final write-up that I did. This is sort of my thesis, in a way. Okay. This is not a coming-of-age story, nor is it a happy ending. This tale is legitimately so harrowing, no one actually grows from their experience. The only person who experiences any sort of arc is Jess, who is actively punished by the narrative for stepping out of his comfort zone until he is showed mercy by a display of role acceptance from Cody. I guess you could argue that Cody grows for having given Jess a chance, but that plot line takes such a backseat to the rest of the film that it hardly feels like an intentional development and more just a means to an end to meet the true theme of this movie. Your role, your future, and your place in society are all entirely out of your control. Progress and overcoming adversity are illusions that only exist relative to the view from inside our own confinement. We grow tired of coming in second place in our own little pool, so we fight and swim and race towards something better. When we reach the apex of accomplishment, when we finally break past the mold of second best, it is only a matter of time before the world comes calling to pull us into another pool, one where we stand on lower ground than we've ever stood, where we know nothing and understand nothing. In the 13th year, Cody is seen many times seeking to satisfy a growing and consistent thirst, but no fountain and no glass of his own will meet the need. The only way to dull the sensation is to eventually accept the tide and drown it in an all-enveloping blanket of water, or in a metaphorical sense, blissful and willing conformity. That is the 13th year. Uh, fuck. That is the 13th year, isn't it? And that's what that's God, what I got. God damn, Penny Parker! Holy shit! <laughs> I mine, I am telling I, you, mine mine, I, mine feels lame now. My mine feels like a big fucking weenie I, fest because that that's like some shit. I assure that's you, like it's some not bullshit. I assure you, it's not. I I think these can live in harmony. I went into this movie so scared I was not going to find anything. Legitimately, I have I'm not good at this kind of thing. The fact that I got this much should tell you how blatant it is within the text of this movie. It is constantly reinforced. We, I mean, like, we talked about it even before going into our, into our analysis. The characters constantly, 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 without fail, talk about their roles to each other. This movie is, is, is bad, but it's not bad because it's inconsistent. It, I mean, the, the, the badness is literally just because of, like, the quality of the movie itself. Yes. But, like, in, in terms of, like, thematic consistency and, and, uh, you know things like that in plot construction. It, it it is it is a it is very consistent. It, it, right. it is nothing if not consistent. It is consistent in what it believes the whole way through. Uh huh. Uh, let me tell you what I believe about this movie. Of course, go for it. Um. So the thirteenth year is a Jesus allegory. Mm -hmm. Uh, because of a lot of different reasons. Uh, let's start out. Let let's let's assume. Let's let's go for a second. Uh, bear with me and let's assume that. This movie, it's not going to be a one-to-one -one retelling of, let's say, 
the Bible. Right. Uh, it's not. It, it is instead an amalgamation of biblical references and and uh, uh, theological imagery, which coalesces into what I believe to be a pretty cohesive uh, and pretty, uh, I would say, nebulous representation of a lot of biblical stories uh which i i i'm not i'm i'm hoping that in some point during my analysis and my breakdown it will become clearer to you uh the audience and myself as well so let's start at the very beginning with the uh the very obvious nod to Moses being float uh floated down the the yes. Nile River yeah, uh, yeah. With the mother abandoning the child to be adopted by a surrogate family, the the this bundled baby is left in a, a drifting container, is a swaddled child, uh, and, and uh, left in a drifting container. Quite literally, the boat uh, that the 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 Griffin parents uh, are uh, 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 aboard when they when they adopt Moses. Now the Moses thread. It this is like I said. Some of these are very much connected on a cork board via red yarn. You're going to have to bear with me and understand that uh, some of these plot threads, as I watched Chase. this movie ten, Chase, I'm two hours ago. Okay, I am with you're with you. me. Two hours ago, I finished this movie. Here's where I am at with it. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about Big John's hat, not because it has anything to do with what I'm talking about it, but it did say home is where the fish are, and I think that's really great. <laughs> did it? I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, he, he's... In, in in where he sees the uh with the mermom, which by the way is God, um right. uh, he, he, obviously uh but uh he's wearing a, a a red hat which I don't trust a white man wearing a red hat I don't know why uh let's not think about that I can't too think much. of any reason why yeah but uh he's wearing a hat that says home is where the fish are and I just like that a lot and I hope to one day own that kind of hat but I digress um so we're gonna we're gonna immediately go into uh the first one of the first things that we see which is that uh the father of the character uh which was adopted now these these parents the griffin parents they were not they did not birth this child or, or rather they they did not conceive of this child through uh 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 what's the something conception oh, uh, faithful. Uh, yeah <laughs> they, they they shut up they uh <laughs> They they did not conceive this child. Instead, the child was given to them. Right. And and uh, in in a way, the father Dave Coulier, uh, he he is a uh, he is the uh, uh, he's the uh, so okay. Hang on, I'm getting ahead of myself. You're, Cody you're okay. is Cody is the son of a poor man with an unsatisfied wife. That in and of itself is biblical. There's, right. I, I, th I believe a handful of biblical stories with that kind of thing. One of the first thing that we see Dave Coulier doing is handiwork. Uh, this goes into uh, Jesus's father. Uh, he's he's the son of a carpenter. He's yes. the son of a Joseph. carpenter of Nazareth. Uh, or not uh, Nazareth. Yes, Joseph. Joseph is a carpenter, uh, and you can see that Cody is also uh, he he's doing like handiwork on the tiki too. Now uh, let's get into some of the imagery. So uh, first of all, the name Griffin. Uh, are you familiar with? Uh, uh, so I'm sure you're familiar with Griffins, the 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 animal. Yeah, uh, but like, I mean, just uh, for the sake of podcast, mm -hmm. dive in. So uh, Griffins are a medieval her uh, in medieval heraldry. Uh, they are a sign of divine power, uh, specifically in Christianity. They are guardians. They are divine. They are holy. So right off the bat, with the last name Griffin, we have already set up the main character to be theologically holy. Um. Um. Uh, 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 and, and they are they are Cody's legal guardians. Yes, 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 yes. Additionally, Cody himself bearing the name is in and of itself 
divinity, like a sort of uh, uh, a passed down divinity. Right. Um, also, there are several instances of angelic imagery in this movie. Not just like not and, and not in the way you'd think. Uh, there are literally angels all over this movie. There is an angel on the trophy that they get from the swim meet. There really? is an a- yeah. There is an angel hanging in the Griffin's household. Uh, oh I my believe, god. I believe there is an angel in the warehouse uh, of Big John. Um, so there, there, it, even from uh, 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 you know childhood, he has had angels watching over him. Uh, uh, now, are you familiar with the? Uh, are you familiar with the apostles? Do you know how many apostles there were? Yes, there were twelve of them. Yes, there were twelve apostles. However. There is one other person which is considered the 13th apostle. Do you know who this is? Lazarus. No. Hey, Chase from the future here. I got something wrong, but I corrected it later on in the in the episode. So don't go saying, oh, Chase is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I was just an idiot before, but then I did know what I was talking about. So it, it corrects itself. Don't worry. Judas. Judas, Judas is considered... Wasn't, wasn't Judas. Judas one of the original 12? Uh, n- no, I believe he is largely considered the 13th apostle. Right. Wrong. Uh, uh, so Judas is, uh, the betrayer of Christ. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I don't remember what he did, but I know that he was. <laughs> Again, I've had two hours to prepare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and here's the part where, um, the imagery starts to sort of become a little bit all over the place. Um, this is the, this is the real, uh, difficulty. Cause, okay. So what I have here, my paper is, it has a bunch of scratches with a lot of red marker written all over it. Uh, we can just go to more imagery. For example, uh, the scales representing, Im- uh, re- representing, uh, leperism, uh, which of course is biblical, uh, right. angel imagery all over the house. Uh, there is allusions to heaven in the dream. If you recall within the dream itself, right. when, when, um, when the character Cody is going to this uh, the Mermom, which is, I believe, God, uh, you can see there is some divine light behind him. Uh, behind them, not only that, but uh, when he when she reaches out to touch him, her oh. hands are glowing with holy light. Right. Uh, I wrote down specifically, uh, uh, "Mother is God." Where the fuck is the light coming from? Yeah. Uh, that that just makes sense. Um, Jesus did not start preaching and sort of uh, uh uh you know prophesying until he was 30 years old i believe two years before he was killed um the, yeah there, there mm-hmm. was uh there there were instances of him of him uh uh sort of speaking uh yes. to 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 uh other to, to other members of his community uh as early as i want to say 12 mm-hmm. um but he he was he was he did not do Many of his like miracles and, and other works yes. until he was well into his years, like very soon before, yes, before he was crucified. Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, another thing, uh, another thing, another thing. Do you remember how people identified Jesus as a resurrected human being? It was his hands, his palms, yes, his palms, his hands, the nail marks. What? Uh-huh. Yes, how, how frequently are we seeing Cody showing people that he's changing <gasps> his palms? The- the scene, the scene yeah. with all the family looking at their hands, yeah, investigating them. Yes, 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 yes. You're starting is, to see it. You're, there is so yes. much palm imagery. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, another thing. Uh, there, are, there are a handful of biblical names. Sam is a biblical name. John is a biblical name. Uh, 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 I. There are. Um, 
Uh, the number eight, the number eight, which is yes. used, which to is one of the first things you see. It, 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 the the camera yes. pans over a buoy. With it pans the over to a buoy with the number eight on it, and, and it's like um, close in frame. It's not in the background. It focuses no, on this number. It, it is the buoy itself is is an important representation because what it represents is the connection between Cody and God. The number eight represents. In Christianity, specifically uh, by itself, it represents rebirth. And it, uh, here, here, let me let me actually pull it up. I have a bunch of tabs open. Uh, 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 rebirth. Wow. Uh, uh, the, the in in Bible numerology, it denotes a new order or creation. A man's uh, uh, um, uh, to be born again, it, uh, uh, resurrected from dead into eternal life. This is what the number eight represents in numerology. Now, if we go to 888 in Christian numerology, the number 888 represents Jesus, or sometimes more specifically, Christ the Redeemer. Right. Um, so the fact... I, I it, The buoy has an eight on it. That's where he has an eight mom. on it. And when, we see it multiple times. Every yes, time. It, every time. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. The, the space in which Cody communes with the god figure, his mermaid mother, it is centered is around this buoy, the which, buoy. which yes. displays the number eight. Yes, I yes, also yes, yes, I yes, want yes, you yes. to know. I want you to know, Chase. I went into the mm -hmm. saying. I, I I hoped our theories were compatible. I think they are. For I one, am so glad you think for, so. For one reason. Do you mind if I get a little ahead? Just to, it's very quick. Uh, there, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. No, uh, essentially, I just wanted to say. There's 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 this this very uh, this very famous and rather beautiful um, uh, point in in this in the story of Jesus where mm -hmm. uh, Jesus shows vulnerability and he shows humanity by literally praying to God and saying I don't want to do this I don't want to die I do not want to be crucified he says let this in, cup it, pass this, from me this was in the Garden of Gethsemane yes yes yeah there is and and. We see not not too long before Cody finally resigns his own will to the will of his destination to become a mermaid and further live and commune with his mother. We see them commune together around this number eight, this this number eight buoy. And he does not say it in such certain terms, but it's it's about at the peak of his reluctance towards his transformation, almost as if he is meeting with his mother to ask one final time before accepting his role. Let this cup pass from me. I do not want this for me. And <sighs> when it when it doesn't, he never resists again. No, never, ever, ever, ever. Okay, okay. Um, please continue. Uh, a couple things. A couple things. Um, there are a couple of different. Uh, 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 uh so okay. Sam is Mary Magdalene. I feel like that's obvious. I don't know why that got me. Sam um, is Mary Magdalene. I think that's obvious. God. So, yeah, no. Uh, when when Cody asks her to meet her at the cove, this is representative of what? It is representative of, of, of Mary Magdalene going to meet uh, are going to discover Jesus's tomb empty, the, the tomb of Christ empty. Um, 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 uh, 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 fucking not Cody. Cody obviously represents Jesus, also kind of Moses, whatever. It's a little bit blurry. Um, uh, uh, Jess represents both Judas and Lazarus. Lazarus, really? of course, being, yes, because the, the story of Lazarus revolves specifically around a man who is brought back to life by Jesus's hand. <laughs> Yes, yes, and and this at this point at this point Lazarus becomes uh, a a disciple of the apostles, uh, and I feel like th that sort of uh, 
resignation kind of ties back into what you're talking because after this after he dies after he's punished he he resigns he he mm -hmm. he's like okay cody i i recognize right. my role as as an accessory right. to your I, life yes i i did not i did not mention that i meant to bring this up so so i talk about i talk about how jess is cosmically punished for trying to break free of his societal role as a nerd who cannot swim um uh -huh. and that would be different if later through in like the epilogue per se of the movie, like the final closing, we you know we see him just having fun swimming. We never see him mm -hmm. swim again. That's the last time he tries. Yeah, no, no, no. That's the yeah, no. He 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 tries once and he is punished for it, and then that's it. Um, another thing. Also, I said Jess was Judas. That was one of my early. That was my beta theory. My my later theory was um that Big John is actually Judas. Interesting. Um, and the reason is. Uh, he, he, he violates not one, but several commandments, uh, which is <laughs> you shall, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. <laughs> uh, 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 you shall not commit adultery. Where's his wife? Uh, where is his wife? Oh my God. You, you shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor and that you shall not covet. The boat he drives is called the Defiance. Oh he, my god. <laughs> he is he is Judas. Big John is Judas, guaranteed. What I think he represents specifically is as if we're getting into like the themes, I think he represents um Christians who do not uh, uh, believe, who who only believe in God, or rather, people who are desperately searching for proof and don't just have faith, right? Uh, in, in defiance of God, who oh asks god. faith specifically of right. people. This is in defiance yeah, the, of God's the, wishes. I'll, I'll see it and then believe it mentality. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a couple other things. Sean, he is Pontia, uh, Pontius Pilati, the uh, the overseer, or, or like the the emperor of, or not the emperor, but the uh, the the I believe the oh god, what's the name? The the sort of ruler of uh, of I don't remember if it was Israel in its entirety, but like the guy who oversaw Jesus's crucifixion. I, I believe it is, was Rome, because because the Roman uh, soldiers who who yes. Judas betrayed Jesus to. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, he, Sean is Pontius Pilati, uh, who is, who kind of oversees uh, uh, Christ's crucifixion. Right. Um, uh, another thing, uh, he is the commander of nature. In one scene, we very, very explicitly see him commanding a fish, and the fish jumps out of its tank, right. absolutely defying its own nature. Right, one, bend, one of Jesus' early miracles. Bending, yeah, uh, when he sees a fish tank. Uh, and, uh, the, uh, the, his, his gracefulness through water represents him walking upon water as if it's effortless for him. Right. Um, uh, uh, his, his ability to, uh, uh, use electricity. This is, um, this is incredibly, uh, uh, this to me alludes to, uh, the specifically the punishment that, that God, um, uh, sort of made happen. Uh, uh, after the crucifixion of Jesus, people were being smitten left and right. I feel like um, it, it's sort of murky, but I feel like the swim meet, the the, the state finals, that represented the crucifixion because that's right. where it's found out. Um, that's where a, a sort of earthquake happens, which which is represented through the uh, the electric shock, which which takes out the scoreboard. Um, right. It, and uh, uh, it's it's later used. It's seen as a holy power later to uh, bring uh, Lazarus or what's his name. Yes, back from right. the dead. And 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 before the state finals, everyone mm -hmm. who is close to Cody, everyone who cares for Cody, everyone who knows that Cody does not want this transformation for him is asking him not to go. They are saying, Cody, you don't have to do this. Stay away from the water. He says, uh -huh. I will tomorrow. 
yeah, after and, my okay. work is done. He says he has responsibility to his state. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, you know what? I bet, I bet the swim meet took place on a Saturday. I will rest <laughs> on the day. <laughs> I will rest tomorrow yes. on the Sabbath. Yes. Fuck. Fuck. Oh um, my god. Uh, there is one. There is one line. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't specifically write down a couple of lines uh, or like lines like you did, but I did write down one, which is uh, Griffin is uncatchable. It, it, it represents the inability for the Romans to, uh, I guess, sort of uh, suppress Christ's uh, uh, power or or, or uh, uh, magnificence. And um, <gasps> what do you what do you gasp? What are you gasping about? Chase. What are you gasping? What chase? What? I'm sorry, my brain just went off in a direction, and i i want to I want to pitch an amendment to one of your character assignments here. Okay, what's because up? Because I, I I think you have the right idea, but I think we're looking in the wrong place. What's that? I I thought of the crucifixion. Uh huh. I thought I thought of the the scenario, and I thought of the apostles, mm-hmm. and I noticed you have not made any mention of Peter. Peter, okay. Who who famously denied Christ three times at his crucifixion. And I thought, who in this movie denies Cody thrice? Sam. Oh my God. Sam denies Cody. Sam is not Mary Magdalene. Sam is Peter, who denies Cody three times. First, when they meet at the beach and Cody is hiding his fins under the sand. And she says, you know, you've been a real case lately, Cody. And she walks away. The second time, after the swim meet, when she fates in his house, they try to explain what's going on. She says, no, I can't be here right now. And the third time, when Cody confronts Sean after the swim meet, she is standing there and says nothing to defend him or his name. Three Fuck. times he is denied Christ. by Sam. It will okay. It can be both. It can be both Mary Magdalene right. and Peter, specifically because, um, if you recall, there there's a, a couple. There's some overlapping imagery. There's some overlapping characters. It's sort of like a condensed retelling of the the Bible a little bit, or at least the the, the book of Mark. Right. Oh, it's me. also a little um, out of order, but <laughs> you know. well, I mean, what are you gonna do? We um, um, uh, uh. uh and so the uh, also one more thing which I thought was kind of interesting um, was the uh, uh, so we all know that Cody is sort of supposed to represent Jesus and Jesus is a representation of God um, as we as you know we are all made in God's image and one thing specifically that Jess says to Cody when they're first talking about it when he, they're first talking about how amphibious he's becoming is that we all look like frogs in the womb we are all made in God's image it's all there it's all there he does. He says that. Oh fuck. Um. So yeah, that's that's right. Right. There because, you go. Because because Jesus yeah. Jesus did not start as like a full fledged like representation of God and God's power. Jesus yeah. was born as a man. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Exactly. And over time, developed the 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 sense of purpose to start displaying his his power and his miracles and. That is what happens with Cody. He begins as a man and grows into a more complete representation of the Godhead, of of his mermaid mother. Fuck. 
fuck, fuck. <laughs> in the end, in the end, Jesus accepts his fate and returns to heaven right. with God. Yeah. Oh, 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 and he says, I will come back. He says, I will come back. He says, I will come back yes! for you. Exactly. Exactly. He says, we will all meet again. Fuck. <laughs> It's all there. <laughs> I <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's all there, and Dave Chase. Coulier is watching the whole time. I'm losing my mind. I know, me too. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, God. Oh my God. I did not. I did not think we would. We would get this out of the thirteenth year. I. I suggested this because I remembered this movie watching it as a kid, and it didn't seem particularly like like something we would want to cover later as like a like an audience pool. I was just like, hey, you know what? We'll just start here, see what we can get out of it. Oh, there, there's there's no way this episode isn't going to see the light of day. There's I no oh oh yeah, this. no, I'd be ups- I like we have to. This is such uh, a. Yeah. This is such a strong start. This represents everything we are trying to do with the show. And I don't understand how it lined up in this way. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's sort of, let's take like a, a final 10 minutes to sort of wrap it all up into a nice bow and, and, and sort of find the through line between our right. two. It sounds like you already have an idea of how that's going to work. I, no, I, I mean, it's essentially that that's, you know, there's, there's, um, you know, I I don't really I don't have much opinion about how the philosophy of fatalism and and defeatism and and you know theological determinism play into the role of the story of Jesus, um, mm-hmm. but it, but there is an interesting parallel there that you know Jesus himself understands that his role to play is to be sacrificed for yeah. the sins of humanity. And yeah, that, he, there, there's a reluctance to accept. There is, a, there is a reluctance. There is a moment of vulnerability where he says, I do not want to do this. If there is any way I cannot do this, please let, let me, let me do that. Let me do anything else. And, and, and he knows, he knows, he, he, he knows and he resigns himself to the fact that this is, this is what he must do. This is why he is there. The only reason he was born was to fulfill this purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's the thing, right? Is that I? I don't think this movie has any real statement or message to give about either of these. Except oh, no. if, just if that they are what there. The author's trying to. If we're ta- if we're talking about what the author's trying to say, they don't fucking say anything. It's a mo- it's a movie about a story, and the story ends, and it didn't fucking mean anything. Yeah, we are f- we are finding the meaning. We right, are f- right. Finding what it but, means. Yeah, this but, is the, but, but, we, this isn't the death of the author. We're going to the author's house and beating them to death with a rock. <laughs> right. This is. But but I mm. I just mean I just mean in the sense that you know we 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 are working under this under this idea that nothing can be devoid of of meaning simply by virtue of it being written by a human who believes something. And mm-hmm. I, you know, all of this to say, I do not know what the beliefs of this crew, uh, I, I don't know what they are aligned with these with these philosophies and, and these stories. I, I just believe that they think they are, they exist, you know, mm-hmm. like, like all this movie says when it comes to its philosophy is that this is the way things are. Mm hmm. It does not yeah. make any sort of I you know what? I think that's bullshit because I, I, I think it does make an argument that this is the way things should be, because you know, we we think of Jess, who tried to break free from that and was punished. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, does this movie believe that 
we should just simply conform to the will of our of our placement like like we we are here for one specific reason and any anything to fight against that predestined uh predestined sense of place is folly and 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 punishable uh i'd like to read a bible verse if that's okay go for it in acts 223 uh this man delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of god you nailed to a cross by the hand of godless men and put him to death acts 428 to do whatever your hand and your purpose is uh your purpose predestined predestined to occur there it's it's over it's over that's it we we figured it out uh also i would like to add a little addendum judas was not the 13th apostle but with the 12 apostles and jesus you'd still get 13 so it's still yes yeah yeah i i thought so uh well penny wow huh huh is there anything is there anything i missed here I don't know. I just, I, I just, I, I cannot stand how how the movie ends on the sentiment of I finally get a friend and he turns into a fish. This is so typical. It is so. It, it is I, okay. It, the, the, so what, another what, another parallel with the Jesus story. Uh huh. Cody makes friends with the detested, as Jesus did. The apostles used to be yes, like yes. tax collectors and prostitutes and like like people who society rejected and chose to follow Jesus because because of what because of what he offered them he offered them salvation as Cody offered Jess salvation yes. from his role he yes. offered to teach him to swim yes <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> Fuck. I want to do this more. Me I want to do this again. Hey, tune in next time. Tune in next time. Well, we're gonna do this again because fuck, we can't not this at this is, point. This is so. This is so much. It's so fun. Oh my, I I'm losing oh my, my mind. I didn't. Oh, I didn't believe it until I saw it, Chase. I didn't believe it until I saw it. There, there is. Well, you know what, Penny? You gotta have faith. <laughs> Lam, I'm gonna leave you with Lamentations two seventeen. Okay. The Lord has done what He purposed. He has accomplished His word, which He commanded from days of old. He has thrown down without sparing, and He has caused the enemy to rejoice over you. He has exalted the might of your adversaries. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Mount Molehill. This isn't a this isn't a religious podcast. It's I not, should say, but yeah, <laughs> but it, it it is it is a podcast where we make something out of nothing. Tune in next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.